Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey guys, how you guys doing? It's me, Nick, your host, Nick's Nerd News. Welcome to the show. Uh... Just a quick apology. Totally never realized that I didn't post uh, December 1st's episode on the 1st. Thought I did. Guess it never went through. So you're probably listening to the last two weeks, uh, last week through this week. So, so- sorry, I-, I guess. I mean, I ho- hopefully that doesn't deter you. It, it's rare that, that I forget or miss post, um, but it's there now, so you can hear my thoughts and opinions on whatever happened that week, two weeks ago, I don't know, the, everything's a blur to me lately, because it is December 15th, and holy shit, it's 2022 in two weeks, like, this is, this is nuts, man, this is nuts, I cannot believe that this is where we're at. Like, Halo's out, Christmas is in 10 days, like, this is, this is wild, right? This is wild. I'm sure y'all are like, yo, this is fucked, right? <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't know, I don't know. But, um, after talking with some people at the 101 League, just want to let you guys know that is, uh, uh, we're taking a winter break. We're taking a break until the new year, so there's not going to be any Smash tournaments uh, for the next few weeks. Just personal reasons, other things, holidays, a whole lot of stuff. We're just uh, taking a quick break from that um, until we resume in January. Uh, still give them a follow on, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Discord, things like that. And uh, we're not going to be taking any breaks. Uh, Nixner News will be chugging right along we're not stopping we are not stopping i'll tell you that right now <laughs> um no i'm kidding we're we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun we're gonna have fun and uh we'll do our year in review in january of course as always and and uh it's gonna be a, a great time the next couple weeks but with that being said uh you know don't forget to like share subscribe we're on Amazon uh, Podcast now, or Audible, however you listen to Amazon Podcasts. We finally, finally, finally should be on iHeartRadio this week. I don't know why it's taken me two years. I don't know why it finally went through. But I think we're finally going to be on iHeartRadio. Um, so that way, if, if you guys prefer to listen on different platforms, that they, they will be there. Uh, not just Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We're going to be in a several other places as well. Uh, but with that being said, why don't why don't we go right into it, huh? Let's talk about Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite has now been out for a week. Uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't get to play as much of it as I wanted as I went out of town for a wedding this past weekend. My best friend, one of my best friends, got married uh, this weekend, so that was a little more important than than Halo. But uh, but no, no, it's it's fun as hell, man. So, look, Halo has always been some somewhat linear, right? I mean, 
not 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 a hundred percent linear. There was always some there was some explorability in the maps. You could always go back and forth and things like that. And Halo Infinite builds on that. Yes, it's it's open world, air quotes around open world. A lot of people call it small. Whoever says that is insane because it's not small. I mean it's small compared to some like Ubisoft maps, but in terms of like open air quotes open world, like it's still pretty large like it it's it's uh several thousand meters across like it's not it's 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 not you can't just walk a, across everything quickly like that no it's just not a thing and and even though i'm i'm technically only on the third mission um once you start the third mission you can kind of go more into the exploring and and i've been just having a, a blast just to, uh, walking around this first little like island you're on. I call them islands. Other people call them islands. I, I I don't know how to explain it, but it's a section of the ring that that's rebuilding essentially. So uh, we're on Zeta Halo, otherwise known as Installation Seven. If you know your oh no sorry, Installation Seven is uh, Delta Halo, which is Halo Two. Um, wait, never mind. It is Installation Seven. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes in there that I'm not going to talk about that I that I almost <laughs> almost did go into, but anyway, uh, it is installation seven. It is on the uh, uh, there's there's a lot of of back lore that goes into installation seven. But anyway, uh, third mission, and and I'm just having a blast going around rescuing marines, doing the like outposts the the and things like this Be- because it helps you unlock weapons. Hell, I I killed an elite and got this ep- like a cooler version of an energy sword right so that's fucking cool and I- i've gotten to the boss the boss is hard man I-, I am playing in legendary so so there are a lot of things that are going on that that make it uh definitely harder than than usual and the banished as a, a enemy type is great uh, i do love halo wars 2 that's where they started that's where they came from and to have them now as a actual uh, proof of concept, or I don't know why that I wouldn't say that, um, but uh, actual, um, you know, have them as a villain in a, a first-person shooter version is is great, uh, especially with Atriox and and um, what's his name, uh, uh, Eshram, things like that. They're they're really fun. Uh, the boss battles are tough and challenging. I appreciate it. Uh, the first two levels were very similar to classic Halo levels in terms of them being a little more more linear. The weapon is a great new character. Uh, essentially, it's just a Cortana clone, um, but uh, different. And the pilot is great so far in everything that I've played. And I, I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun just exploring. And that that's the best part of it, right? Is, is it, it's, it's not what we expected from from uh, Halo Infinite and compared to other Halo games and it, it moves the game the franchise forward in a way that I, I think is a long time coming. I know a lot of games tend to be going open world now but but that's okay, right? And the thing I like about about Halo Infinite is even though it is open world, well like I said open world with air quotes, there's still this level this, I don't want to say level, but there's, there, there's, when you do missions, it's still somewhat kind of focused, right? And 
I do appreciate that, and I'm I am I am loving it. I I am loving Halo Infinite. Of course, multiplayer is great. They added SWAT this week. It is not ranked. That's unfortunate, but uh, SWAT or Tactical Slayer, as they're calling it, is available now. Uh, Fiesta is available now. They put in some playlists uh, for, I mean, non-competitive play, but that's okay as well. Um, but but I'm loving Halo Infinite. I cannot wait to finish it. And uh, I definitely recommend it to anyone who's played Halo before and was maybe on the fence. But Halo Infinite is definitely, definitely something something worth picking up, worth playing. Game Pass or otherwise. It's 100% worth it. Uh, and then also to coincide with, with Halo Infinite, a new podcast launched on Spotify only called uh, Halo... I just listened to it. It's like an hour long. Um... It's okay. It doesn't really play into the story like at all, unless they plan on doing more episodes. Um, memory, memory agent, Halo Infinite memory agent. That's what it's called. Um, it, but like, it's it just it's cool. It's a pretty much a short story, if you ask me. But I, I mean, it, it's whatever. You don't have to listen to it. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't really pertain to the story. So, or does it? And we just don't know yet. I I don't know. But who, who knows? The, the potential is there. The potential is there. And, and anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. So, we've already established that, you know, Super Smash Ultimate more than likely will be the final Smash game. And uh, Sakurai, to his credit, keeps talking about it despite the fact that he really doesn't need to, uh, has said that don't expect a follow-up don't expect um, anything really after Super Smash Ultimate. It's just it's not it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen, and uh, you know that that's okay. I don't know why people think that he would lie about that. I just I don't. But Sakurai has said, "Don't expect another Smash. It's it's just it's not it's not gonna happen." Um, and then out of nowhere, we got a announcement for a new GTA six expansion or GTA six Grand Theft Auto five online expansion. They just will do everything in their power to not do GTA six. Um, no, we're getting a new Franklin centric storyline. Uh, set several years after the end of GTA 5, implicating that uh, Franklin living is one of the canon endings of Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, but this is what Dr. Dre was working on. So Dr. Dre will actually be a character in, in the DLC. I think I saw Snoop Dogg in there as well. Um, so it, it looks like... Uh, it looks like Snoop Dogg's going to be in there uh, with um, with Dr. Dre, and uh, that's pretty cool, though. So uh, it'll be nice to see some story expansion finally um, after them saying they they might not do it. So I uh, I'm happy this is finally happening, but. Like, I don't play GTA Online. It's a continuation of, like, one of the heist stories. And it's just like, I, I don't have time to 
play all these games, dudes. Like, I get it, cool, but at the same time, it's like, y'all need to, like, slow your roll here. Like, people people can't always be doing this, yo. Um, but, no, that's cool to hear. And then, of course, last Thursday was the Game Awards is what we're going to sp- spend a good chunk of ch- time talking on. Uh, let's go over some of the major winners, of course, first. Then we'll talk about all the announcements. It Takes Two ended up taking home Game of the Year, as well as the best family game and best multiplayer game of all things. I don't even really know what this game's about, and it's winning all these awards. Deathloop won Best Game Direction as Bella's Best Art Direction. Well-deserved. Very fun games. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy best won Best Narrative. Uh, totally, totally understand that. One of the best stories in a game so far this year. Uh, Near Replicant of all games won Best Score Music. And then Forza Horizon 5 walking away with three awards. Best Audio Design, Best Innovation in Accessibility, and of course the Best Sports Racing Game this year. Uh, no surprise there. The Age of Empires 4 ended up winning Best Strategy. Um, and then... A couple other games won a couple other things. Elden Ring won most anticipated, no surprise. Uh, so it, it, it's, uh, yeah, those those were some of the, the major winners. Again, it takes two. Must be worth checking out if it's one game of the year and, and best multiplayer of all things. Um, but yeah, those, those were some of the winners. Let's talk about all the announcements. And there were a fuck ton, and we're not even going to cover all of them. Uh, the Matrix Awakens is a new 5G or uh, uh, Unreal 5 engine uh, experience uh, to coincide with the release of The Matrix Resurrections that comes out next week. Uh, a new Star Wars game was announced. Uh, it's called Star Wars Eclipse. It takes place during the High Republic. Had this big flashy trailer. Uh, except here's my one issue. It's being developed by Quantic Dream. And Quantic Dream is just, uh, uh, they're shit. Let, let's be honest, right? Some of their games, people like super hype them up. And then when people get their hands on them, they're just like, this game kind of fucking sucks. And David Cage, the dude, like, he's a blowhard. And I mean, I know some people say that about like Sam Lake and stuff from Remedy, but Remedy is way more consistent on their stuff than David Cage and Quantic Dream is. And a Star Wars game from Quantic Dream is just, I don't, um, I don't have high hopes. I don't, I don't. Because the last few Quantic Dream games have just kind of been, uh, kind of, yeah. I don't even want to play Detroit Become Human. Like that game just didn't even look fun. Please don't suck the fun out of Star Wars, David Cage. That's all I'm asking, man. Do not suck the fun out of Star Wars. Because, like, that would be terrible. That would just be terrible. Uh, Alan Wake 2 is confirmed. It is officially happening. It is from Remedy Entertainment. It will be their first survival horror game. Uh, It will feature the original cast that played Alan Wake, both the motion capture and, and facial capture, and the voice. Which I am fucking excited for. 
Remedy has also said it will be their most beautiful or most gorgeous game. Again, that's subjective. We'll, we'll figure that out in 2023 when the game releases. Please, 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 if you've not played Alan Wake, go get the Alan Wake remaster and play it for the first time. You will not be sorry. It's literally one of the most underrated games and a game that deserves way more praise and way more recognition. That is Alan Wake. And then Alan Wake 2 will release on on presumably current gen consoles uh in 2023 definitely definitely gonna get that game uh monolith um productions i think is their name the studio behind the shadow of war series you know uh shadow of war mordor uh, they are going to be making a wonder woman game uh nothing was really shown off other than just a, a, a trailer um but it it's a wonder woman game from monolith studios and if that's any indication of what it will be, it will more than likely be very good, and it will use their trademarked pat nemesis system, one of the best things about the Shadow of War games, because of the orc situation and all that. Uh, like I said, Elden Ring won most anticipated. It got a new story trailer, so you guys can check that on, uh, out online. We got our new gameplay look at ju just uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which makes me think this game might be coming sooner than later. Uh, and what I what I did notice is the gameplay looks a lot like Sunset Overdrive. It reminds me a lot of it. I know it's Rocksteady. I know it's their first game like this. But I have the utmost faith in them. Um, and I, I am very now even more excited for for a Suicide Squad Kill, Kill the Justice League than I was before. Uh, as we await news updates from uh, Gotham Knights, which is still in a little bit of a limbo. We know it's coming next year. We also got our first trailer for the Halo series that will be streaming on Paramount Plus in 2022. It looks like it's going to be heavy on the world building, which I appreciate. Uh, Pablo Schreiber in the Master Chief armor looks great. And I think we even got a tease with Dr. Halsey at the end. So, of course, this is not taking in the main, taking place in the main continuity. Um, I don't think there's a multiverse in Halo or anything like that. I just, I think it's, it's, it's not going to be a canon show. It will not be canon from my understanding. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. It's building on the great deep lore that we have. Uh, also got gameplay of Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. I, I know it's a, a vertical slice of what is what you call it. And it's from in-engine. It looks gorgeous. I know ultimately gameplay will probably not look like that. But if they have achieved even a, a, a frame of what they did there, that game is going to be fucking great. Um, the new uh, Square Enix game, Forspoken, is due out May 24th on PS5 and PC. Uh, the new Sonic game got an official name in Sonic Frontiers. It will be an open zone Sonic game, which sounds a lot like a return to open world for the franchise. Hasn't been there in quite a bit. Uh, we also, speaking of Sonic, we got our, a new trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which features Tails quite heavily, as well as Knuckles and the return of Dr. Robotnik. And Sonic 2 is looking to be be quite as fun as the first one, surprisingly. The first one was not a bad movie. Not a bad movie by a long shot. And uh, I'm happy they're not giving up on that franchise yet. And I'm also kind of happy that they, they kind of got that second one out pretty quickly. Pretty damn quickly, for sure. Um, but we got our first trailer for that. You can check that out online. Uh, also, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, the DLC for the hand-drawn game, will finally release <laughs> several years after it was announced 
on June 30th. The DLC has pretty much taken as long as the first game. Um, that will be out on June 30th on multiple platforms. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence is a new post-Next Generation game featuring Spock and the unification of Romulus and uh, Vulcan, it looks like. Um, and it will feature... Uh, it's being made by a studio that is, is filled with many Telltale game veterans. And speaking of Telltale games, despite their closure and then re-emergence like a Phoenix last year, uh, they will be making a game called, uh, uh, based on the Expanse series, uh, called The Expanse, a Telltale game, and it will be a prequel to the television show. Uh, also announced a new RTS game based on Dune called Dune Spice Wars. It will be a 4X RTS game, and it will enter early access early next year. Uh, Among Us is getting a VR mode. Warhammer Space Marine 2 was announced like a decade after the first one. Uh, and then this is a final bit of thing. Of course, there are other announcements. Tunic. Uh, Tunic, a great little Zelda-like game, um, uh, indie game, will finally release on in March uh, next year. Uh, oh, and then I, I missed this. Uh, public Player Unknown's um, Battlegrounds will go free to play in 2022. Uh, that's it for major announcements from the Game Awards. Like I said, there was plenty of other announcements. Um, we're not, I didn't cover cause I don't know what the hell they are, what they don't, they didn't look interesting to me. You guys can go check those out online. Um, but those were all the major announcements from the game awards, which happened last Thursday, December 8th. Um, some other gaming stuff going on. We got another, uh, he, Hiswin, Hiswin variant announced for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus, and that is going to be uh, Hisuian Voltorb. Doesn't look that much different. He looks more like wood. He is electric, uh, electric grass typing though. Uh, so maybe he is wood, part wood, like the there's those special uh, Pokeballs in the game. Um, but yes, that that is m lending more and more credence to some of the leaks that came out from a, a leaker. Uh, about the different regional variants that would be appearing in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, Analog Pocket, the uh, Game Boy Revival device that I have not shut up about over the last two years. Well, pre-orders reopened uh, this past week. And I was able to snag my hand on one again. Or at least get my hand on one this time. Um, they're going to be in three different releases. They are still available. Uh, this is Fulfillment Group C, though. Um, so, unfortunately, you will not get yours until 2023. Uh, it is limit two per order. And the um, uh, it has gone up $20 in price. Uh, the f different fulfillment groups are Group A, Quarter 1, 2022, Group B, Quarter 4, 2022, and Group C, 2023. Uh, this is all, of course, uh, due to global shipping constraints and chip demand and chip shortages and, and all that. I just realized that uh, it's showing the fulfillment group on the pre-order page. I don't think it said that on my pre-order. Um... 
now I'm I'm looking, but uh, yeah, I don't know what happened with that. Uh, I can't wait to get mine. Of course, I will talk about it. The first batch finally went delivered this year or this week to people who pre-ordered it last year. Um, I am stoked that I got my hands on it, and uh, yeah, I am very very excited. I cannot wait. Um, it doesn't say what fulfillment group I'm in. Anyway, hopefully, I won't have to wait long. It's getting it's getting amazing reviews, um, and I can't wait to play it. Can't wait to get my hands on and uh, and play the thing. But uh, that is available now. So if you guys want to get an analog pocket, they are available to pre-order again. However. You will be waiting uh, until 2023 at this point. Um, PlayStation announces a purchase of a new studio, uh, Valkyrie Entertainment. Uh, they will act as a support studio, just like they've been doing for the last few years on several games. They worked on Halo Infinite. They worked on Forza Motorsport 7. They worked on God of War. Uh, and they've actually been helping Santa Monica Studio with God of War Ragnarok. Uh, so it looks like they'll easily transition into assisting uh, other PlayStation Studios with their IPs. Um, that's weird that they're buying support studios. Like, Microsoft is buying just, like, actual studios outright. And ones that, like, make full games. Meanwhile, PlayStation is buying support studios to support their current ones. Strange, strange indeed. Very strange. Uh, and speaking of Sony, finally, they announced their own official faceplates to be able to replace your faceplates on your PlayStation 5. Um, they come in the ugliest fucking colors, though. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they go with their new uh, Galaxy of color inspired colors uh, also announce our new controllers. So remember how they came out with the black controller and the red controller earlier this year? Well, they're going to have face plates to go along with those. So official black Sony face plates. Um, but to go with those both dual sense and face plates, they have starlight blue, Nova pink and galactic purple. And they're the, ugliest fucking colors I've ever seen like of all things Sony really pink purple and like teal bro the hell gross dude gross I'm happy with my D brand uh, dark plates 2.0 that I'm getting especially the like the original PlayStation gray but yeah I, I don't know uh, if you guys are still playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, newly announced DLC uh, is coming. Uh, one of which where you get to play Odin, uh, and it seems like it's like a, a Ragnarok type event. Uh, and then I think it's live today or yesterday, a new crossover event with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where Ivor will meet um, Cassandra, the female uh, protagonist from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There's an event in Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you can play and a, an event in 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Netflix has also announced that they're going to be making a live-action Mega Man movie, which I don't know how you can do that. It's going to be kind of dumb. Uh, and then here's a sentence I never expected to say. Terminator is getting an RTS game. It's going to be called Terminator Dark Fate Defiance. Uh, it will be a new RTS game set in the canon of the Terminator franchise. And it looks like it's going to be taking place in a post... Um, what's it called? Uh, what's it called day? Judgment Day. Post-Judgment Day. No official release date, but it does look very interesting for sure. Um, today, Ubisoft announced a new Splinter Cell game. And instead of being like a reboot or a remaster, it will be a full uh, rebuild of the first game. Uh, it is being done in the Frostbite engine. And uh, it's being done by Ubisoft Toronto, who most recently worked on Far Cry 6. Uh, that was announced today. People have been waiting a long time for a new game in, in the storied, storied Splinter Cell franchise. Um, and then some other big things... Dr. Disrespect has uh, started a new studio called Midnight Society. Uh, it is a new AAA studio. I feel like we talked about this a couple months ago. Maybe that was a different one who set up a different... Uh, I don't know. What is this? Day Zero Community. Maybe, um, yeah, Dr. Disrespect, uh, Robert Bowling, uh, Summit, um, a couple other people that are streamers and stuff, and, uh, ex-devs of Call of Duty and of Halo, and, uh, oh, I guess this was a, di that was a different studio, um, I heard about, oh, it's gonna be in Bellevue. Interesting, in Washington. Um, they're hiring. They're AAA. Um, everything is remote right now. And uh, I could have sworn he started a, a game studio earlier this year as well. And uh, it, it plans to involve players and influencers at all stages of development. Um, it's, quote, a community approach to game development, unquote. And, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be... Uh, they've already started working on their first title. They have a website, Twitter, and Discord. But uh, that is all we know with what's going on right now. I forget who it was, whose studio. And they're in San Diego. I can't think of the name now. Um, but yeah, Midnight Society. A new studio. It looks like they're making some kind of war game or something. Based off the images on their... Uh, on their f website here, but, uh, yeah, Midnight Society, um, something's coming soon, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with that, though, uh, and then final bit of gaming news here, Diablo 2 is getting its first content update and patch in 12 years, yeah, it's a balance patch. Uh, the last one was March 23rd, 2010. And 
crazy, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, of course, Diablo 2 Resurrected was built on that. Let me see. So this is going to be patch 2.4. Uh, will be released uh, next year. Almost 12 years to the day since the last update. Uh, it will be about opening up new opportunities. They don't want to change anything. Uh, it will bring back ladder play. And... Uh, yeah, so there's class balance changes, uh, mercenaries rework and set item buffs, uh, ladder play, like I said, uh, PTR, which is called, which is what they're calling, um, what are they calling it? Uh, I was just reading it. Um, player something. Uh, I was just reading this. Interesting. Um, public test realm. But I, I don't know really what they mean by that. Uh, and then... Yeah, that's it. That's all coming next year to Diablo 2. A game that's literally over 20 years old. Uh, and a, a new patch is coming. That's pretty wild. Pretty dang wild. But... I don't know about you. How many of you guys are playing the original Diablo 2? Is there a lot of you? I, I, uh, I'm wondering. But uh, I'm sure people are playing Diablo 2 Resurrected, though. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see, though. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, that's it for gaming news today, though, folks. Um, let's move on to some of our other stuff. And... Anyway... Uh, the Star Wars Acolyte show may have found its lead in Amandla. I think I'm saying that right. Amandla Stenberg. Um, she is known for, uh, being in The Hunger Games where she played Rue. Uh, so that's probably the first time you saw her. Uh, and then she's also been in The Hate You Give, Sleepy Hollow. Um, and... What is this? Um, I don't know these other things. I've never heard of these things. But yeah, it looks like she has joined the cast of Star Wars Acolyte and will more than likely be the main character in that uh, show. I don't know what's going to go on with that. Um, so yeah, that's happening with Star Wars Acolyte. Um, and then in the weirdest, strangest somewhat unsurprising somewhat surprising move netflix has just up and canceled uh cowboy the cowboy bebop live adaptation just just done they're over it it uh people hated it i guess and they're just they're not moving forward with it and that's cool i guess i mean then we can just look to the anime as still the best representation of, of Cowboy Bebop. So, there's that. Yeah, Netflix canceled Cowboy Bebop. Uh, don't expect a second season. I don't think anyone else is going to pick it up. It's not happening. Uh, Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik will continue to host Jeopardy uh, for the next year or so, next season, I guess they're saying. Um, again, no surprise there, just trying to keep some consistency 
in the wake of uh, Alex Trebek's death last year. And uh, that's fine with me. Um, I don't think anyone has a problem with it. Apparently it's been working. Don't broke. Don't fix what ain't broke. And if it's working and it's not too much of a problem, then it's fine. Um, I'm sure everyone will want to have Ken Jennings eventually completely take over, though. More than likely. that that's There's no doubt in my mind that that's probably what's going to happen. Um, so, uh, And then also, a new Batman show will be coming to the CW. It will be Gotham Knights. It will not be a Batwoman spinoff. It will be based on the Gotham Knights comics, where uh, it takes place in a post-Bruce Wayne world, and all of the the children of Batman and the children of the villains uh, fighting to prove that they are not the ones who murdered Bruce Wayne. And I like the idea of that. Also, uh, last week we talked about, or was it two weeks ago, we talked about Zorro might be being made into a uh, a hacker. I don't know who's doing that. Um, but Disney, who owns the rights to Zorro as well, uh, they're doing a separate project, which will be a television show, uh, which will be a period piece, and it will be a, a telenovela-style show starring Wilder Valderrama as a more traditional swash, swashbuckling Zorro, and I couldn't be happier. This is the Zorro I was raging about that we need, and I'm happy that we're still getting that kind of Zorro. Because yeah, it's the Zorro we need, not the not the Zorro they think we need. This is the Zorro we need for sure. And uh, yeah, that's it for television this week. Uh, we did get the Golden Globe nominees announcements, uh, so I do want to go over that. Um... There's some stuff I've never even heard of that's nominated. So, best uh, drama motion picture. You have Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, and The Power of the Dog. I hope Dune wins. Uh, musical or comedy, you have Serrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. Uh, Don't Look Up, I think, is coming to Netflix this month. Um, Licorice Pizza, of course, comes out Christmas Day. Uh, actor in a motion picture drama, you have Mahershala Ali, Swan Song, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, which I heard is terrible. Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Will Smith and King Richard, and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. For actress in a drama, you have Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman, The Lost Daughter, Nicole Kinnaman being the Ricardos. Of course, she's playing Lucille Ball. Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, Kristen Stewart, and Spencer. Uh, actor in a motion picture musical or comedy of DiCaprio in Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage in Serrano, Gar- Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom, Cooper Hoffman Licorice Pizza, Anthony Ramos in The Heights. Actress in a musical or comedy of Marion Cotillard, Annette, Alan ha- Alana Haim in Licorice Pizza, Jennifer Lawrence in Don't Look Up, Emma Stone in Cruella, and Rachel Zegler in West Side Story. Um, wow, Dune only has that one? Holy shit. Oh no, Denny Villeneuve was directed for Best Director. So Best Director Motion Picture, you have Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Jane Champion, The Power of the Dog, Maggie Gyllenhaal, The Lost Daughter, Spielberg for West Side Story, and Villeneuve for Dune. 
Uh, best screenplay, you have Paul Thomas Anderson with Lic- Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Jane Champion, The Power of the Dog, Adam McKay, Don't Look Up, Aaron Sorkin being the Ricardos. Um, why did I think they do? Oh, yeah. So, best drama show, you have Lupin, The Morning Show, Pose, Squid Game, and Succession. Uh, musical or comedy, you have The Great, Hacks, Only Murderers in the Building, Reservoir Dogs, Reservation Dogs, and Ted Lasso. Uh, best television limited series or motion picture made for television, you have Dope Sick, Impeachment, Made, Mayor of Easttown, and The Underground Railroad. Um, and then you have Two Succession. For best actor drama, uh, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game as well. Uh, then you have actress in drama. You have Uzo Aduba in Treatment, Jennifer Aniston in The Morning Show. Um, musical or comedy, you got Blackish, Only Murders in the Building. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso probably gonna win. Actress in a television musical or comedy. Um, and then it goes on from there. But, geez, supporting actor. Ooh, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision for best performance of an actress. Um, more succession in Ted Lasso for supporting. And, uh, yeah, look at that. A lot of Ted Lasso, a lot of succession, and a lot of Belfast and the Power of the Dog, two movies I've never even heard of. But <laughs> those are the Golden Globe nominations. The Golden Globes will take place in February, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then just some movie stuff here. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home will use uh, will use Sam Raimi techniques in the film. Uh, hence the high, heavy influence of Sam Raimi villains, including Doc Ock and, of course, uh, Green Goblin. And then we also found out that that movie would have been a Spider-Man versus Craven the Hunter movie if the multiverse story had not worked out, surprisingly enough. Which, that would have been cool too, I, I think. Uh, Universal, Illumination, and DreamWorks movies um, have the possibility of premiering on HBO Max, or sorry, on Peacock, as early as 45 days after initial theatrical release. So if you don't want to go into the theater, you might be able to watch them about a month and a half later on Peacock. Uh, speaking of dropping on streaming services, Marvel's Eternals will release on Disney Plus uh, with no extra cost on January 12th. Uh, so if you've been holding out to watch that movie, you have a, about a month before you can watch it for, for air quotes, free on Disney Plus. Uh, Tom Holland opened up and said that he was approached by Amy Pascal about Across the Spider-Verse, the animated film. However, no one has reached back out to him since. I don't believe that. I think it's subterfuge. I think he's trying to distract people, either A, from speculating about Toby and Andrew being in No Way Home, or he's just doing his job as a employee of Sony and Marvel to hype up Spider-Man across the universe, uh, across the Spider-Verse, uh, as a Spider-Man actor. One of, one of those two things is true. Both of those things could be true. Um, but none of those things are not true. 
if you catch my drift. Surprisingly, West Side Story failed to win the box office this last weekend. It only made about $10 million. And uh, despite having stellar reviews, stellar uh, uh, percentages on on Metacritic, on Rotten, from both users and um, critics, apparently no one went to see it. (laughs) Um, I I don't don't know, man. That's... uh, it's interesting for sure. I would have expected um, would have expected them to at least go see the movie, I guess. But I mean, everyone knows West Side Story, so it's uh, a little different. But that is uh, that's what happened with West Side Story. Um, let me think here. Uh, we also got a new Fantastic Beasts trailer. A whole lot of Dumbledore, a whole lot less Newt. And then, of course, we get to see Mads Mikkelsen take over as Grindelwald from Johnny Depp. And whole, not a whole lot of Fantastic Beasts going on either. Uh, I know this one's being called the Cry. No. What's this one called? Fantastic Beasts... The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, that makes sense why there's more Dumbledores. Of course, though, um, why can't I think of his name? Is playing uh, the Dumbledore kid from the last movie. Ezra Miller, who of course is also the Flash. Um, yes, the Fantastic Beasts. The Secrets of Dumbledore. New trailer is out now. Uh, that movie comes out soon, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then a final bit of game, uh, movie news today as we wrap up the show. Fast 10, Fast and Furious 10 has been delayed about one month to June of 2023. And The Kingsman 3 begins filming next year, uh, Matthew Vaughn has confirmed. Uh, he wants to get working on the third film to wrap up Eggsy's story. But that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for dropping by. Uh, like I said, at the top of the hour, we are now on Amazon music or an audible. Uh, we should be on finally, we should finally, finally, finally be on iHeartRadio by the end of the week. And, um, hopefully we won't have to wait long for that. Uh, and as always check out nixnerdnews.com where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser. Uh, or if you prefer again, Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Amazon Music, where we are now. Um, and then, of course, check out our social media page there on the website. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Uh, if not, search Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media platform of choice. And that way you can see all the dank memes we post on a weekly basis. Um, but with that being said, I am your host, Nick. Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 188. I will catch you guys on the flip side.